Welcome to the North Carolina Fusion Coffee Conversations podcast, broadcasting today from Footnote and Foothills Coffee in downtown Winston-Salem. This podcast serves to answer frequently asked questions from our membership with the goal of being done before the end of your cup of coffee. I am Scott Wollaston, CEO of North Carolina Fusion, and I have with me, as always, Sarah Bridges, the Chief Experience Officer of NC Fusion. Together, along with some special guests, we hope to answer your questions. First, we want to tell you about today's podcast venue, Footnote and Foothills Coffee. Foothills is an awesome sponsor of North Carolina Fusion, specifically our adult league. But here at Footnote, uh, they describe it as house roasted coffee and baked in-house pastries first thing in the morning. Signature cocktails, wine, craft beer, and small plates later in the day. Not to mention one of the most versatile event spaces in town. Whether you're planning an epic gathering or just whiling away your afternoon with a novel from Bookmarks next door, your time at Footnote will be well spent. So we really appreciate Foothill's support of our program. Um, and as always, Sarah, we like to start with our segment about what are you drinking? Hmm. What are you drinking, Scott? That's a great question, Sarah. Um, I am drinking the Peruvian coffee here oh. at Foothill's Coffee. Okay. Um, it's a medium roast. Um, the tasting notes say that it is nutty and smooth and has notes of caramel and toffee. And I believe that um, from what I hear, they use this in their cold brew as well. This is the one that they, they use. I'm not a big cold brew guy. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't imagine wow. drinking coffee when um, it's cold. I like hot coffee. Mm-hmm. It's just um, better for me. But Understood. Yeah, but this is delicious. So it sounds exactly the... like what I'm drinking. Does it? Yeah. Okay, what is it? Diet Dr. Pepper. Fountain. That... Fountain mm. Diet Dr. Pepper. Is it nutty and smooth? Um, I'm not really sure, but... It sounds similar. It, it's it delightful. Sort of does. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's move into our topic for today. So we're going to be talking about lines of communication, which sounds a little bit boring, Sarah. But the it fact is, right. is that um, things don't always go exactly as we expect. And uh, no. things that can, can't be true. I, yeah, I know. We should. We do everything just, right. Exactly. Um, but things do go wrong sometimes. And I think, uh, a lot of folks have asked about lines of communication. Yep. What should they do if they have concerns, et cetera. So, um, let's kind of start with some clarity from the start. So like, so I'm a parent, you're a parent. Yep. Um, what should we do as a parent if we have a concern about something that's going on in the program with the team or with, with our child? Yeah. So great question. You should scream a lot. Okay. I'm just kidding. Of course not. So your your first thing is obviously to talk to your coach. Um, that would be my earliest suggestion. Um, your coach is the one who knows your kid. Um, mm-hmm. They know the situation. They're a part of the situation probably. Um, and they are the closest contact to whatever's going on. So we would always encourage you to talk to your coach first. Um, if you need more uh, information or you feel like, hey, I, you know, I need another perspective, then you would go to your program director. Um, and then obviously there's layers there and if there needs to be more involvement, then you would actually come to one of us. So, um, probably me before you, given my role, but, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, there are many layers, but our goal is to get all of the issues solved by step two, which would be the program director. Mm -hmm. Kylie said that in his preseason meeting with families was 95% of the issues will be solved, you know, by step one and step two, Mm -hmm. um, but why is that? Because they're the most involved. They mm. are. They are on the fields. They're in the space. They're at the games. They're 
living, breathing uh, the situations all the time. Um, and let's be real, they have they have the most experience in that moment, of, sure. and they know the kid. So yeah. that's most often what we see. Now, the biggest thing that um, we say all the time, but often gets forgotten, is that there is a 24-hour rule in that space. So if you're walking away from a game and you're frustrated and you need to talk to somebody about something, specifically your coach, give it 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a life lesson for all of us. Yeah, it is. If we ever have a situation where we're fired up, we probably should give it at least 24 hours um, Mm -hmm. before we kind of do anything about it. Uh, I know I respond a lot better when I wait on an Mm -hmm. email for 24 hours um, if I get frustrated by what's in that content. So kind of two parts. Make sure the time has passed that needs to pass, Mm -hmm. that you are controlled and you make rational um, comments in your your reach out, and then uh, let the discussion begin. And how do we know as a parent um, when when something should be brought up yeah. or that it's an actual concern versus like, well, I don't really understand why that happened. Yeah. So, but I guess we just need to trust that that's what's supposed to happen versus like, gosh, this has been happening a lot. I don't understand. I'm getting frustrated. My child's getting frustrated. Yep. When? How do we know when it's an actual quote concern? I think you just answered it. When there's a, a pattern or you're feeling that brewing of, of frustration, we want to fix it before it gets worse. Mm. So we would rather have the conversation um, early um, and ex- maybe an explanation is all that's needed. Mm. We don't want assumptions to be made. So don't get to the point of making an assumption about something that you don't really know. Um, and that means, hey, don't ask your your best buddy that's sitting next to you on the sideline because they're probably not going to know either. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, that just brews um, controversy and assumptions and we would rather you just talk to us first truly i know that that's like what no way they want to talk to us but no we want to solve the issues we want to be problem solvers because we're all about we're here for the same reasons we want our kids to have the best experience possible we want them to be um learning and uh enjoy having fun Mm -hmm. and if that's being lost because we're we're getting frustrated every time we get into the car um after a game or after a practice then that needs to be fixed. That needs to be resolved yeah. before it gets worse. And I know you so. kind of to your point, you, you've talked before about how at the end of season, when you get the mm-hmm. the evaluations, surveys. the yeah. surveys, a lot of times people, um, not a lot, but there are times where folks go, um, here are all the things that I was upset about and we're yep. leaving the club. Yep. And we never heard from that person. We yeah. never had an opportunity to address because we didn't even know they were issues yeah. and how we just um, wonder if we had an opportunity to sit down and chat, could we have resolved a few of those things? Could right. we get on the same page? Could yeah. we agree to disagree on some issues? So Yeah, we definitely can't um, do anything if we don't know, right? <laughs> That's like, true. There's, just, there's nothing that can be fixed if we don't really know that there's an issue. Um, and we're really good at, not we, but like humans, we're really good at hiding things. Mm-hmm. And so like rather than letting it be brought right up front and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling. What, what is, what's happening? Let's fix it. Um, we kind of hold back for yeah. a lot of different reasons. Yeah. So, so you've, um, you and I have experienced this where a parent has come to us and said, well, I didn't say anything because I was afraid. I was afraid to speak out with some of the issues mm-hmm. because um, what that might cause for my child's experience. Coach will be mad at me or the yeah. club will, will um, you know, not handle it. Uh, appropriately and I'll be looked at as the crazy parent or Mm -hmm. something like that how can you how do you respond to folks that perhaps feel that way yeah this is probably the like most 
painful uh, conversations that we have. Like when someone's, I didn't say anything for this long because I really was fearful for my kid and like what might happen to my kid. And that just like is horrible in my opinion because that's not why we're here. You know, that's not why we're here. So um, I think we've heard it less and less, thankfully, um, as years have passed. And hopefully that just means we're developing real relationships with our families and our coaches know our kids better and the families better. But um, we do actually, uh, oh, this is the clarity needed in our employee handbook. We actually have a section about this. Like there will, there's a policy against retaliation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to read a line from it. It says they all employees have a responsibility to create a work environment conducive to open discussions where concerns can be raised and reported without the fear of retaliation. So it is the responsibility of every coach, every program director, ev- us, um, to look at the bigger picture, to see that, um, to see what's important, uh, and and try to move forward from there, and not not make it a penalty of anyone. And I think, if I'm being honest, I, I firmly believe that our coaches don't do this, mm-hmm. but I can understand why parents feel this way. It's probably not even from NC Fusion, but maybe past experiences at other clubs, um, or youth sports in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just that like mon like vibe in youth sports it's parents against coach they're gonna rip up my kid if i try to stand up for them um that kind of thing and we're trying to combat that we're trying to we're trying to change that culture um here and so that's why we put this in the employee handbook to begin with we want that to be very clear that that this is an open space for discussion and if you're having you're struggling with something we want to be the the voice of reason Mm -hmm. and solve to get solve the issues together sure so you've talked about trust in that trust in that process and so it's it's once trust has been broken, it's really hard to rebuild. Yeah, and course. so um, clearly we believe in, in improving those relationships from the start, yep. improving lines of communication like we're talking about, providing um, a high level of open and honest expectations, mm-hmm. but then providing opportunities for feedback. And we're trying to do that more and more. Yep. And so um, that's where trust gets built. And so if people have had that experience where they felt their kid was treated unfairly after they brought a concern up, right. um, you, we can all understand, like you said, why they would fear that or um, be concerned but I think our message is that that is not what we believe in um, and we do want people to bring their concerns but do it in a a constructive way Um, we all are we have humans on our staff (laughs) which means that if you get attacked by a parent in some way um, you know human nature is to put up your guard Mm -hmm. and um, so I think that it's important that we also talk about um, you know just how we how we approach these conversations yeah. specifically as at me, you as a parent, and we have a concern, um, making sure we bring it up in the right way. Sure. Do you have any, any advice to parents in that space? Yeah. I mean, you said it best. It's, we are human. Um, and we feel things <laughs> deeply. Yeah. So I've opened many, uh, I've been doing this for 10 years. And then before that I was a teacher and I've, and a coach and I've opened many an email and I just was like totally a blindsided or overwhelmed by the language in the email. And I'm like, what am I, spo- what am I even supposed to do with this? So um, I think my, my advice or hope is that the <laughs> it's always that constructive, like, here's what I'm seeing. I don't want to make an assumption so that I want to ask questions versus an attack. Um, you are absolutely allowed to ask questions questions Mm -hmm. and so we want to be a space where that um, it is open for discussion but if you're coming full swinging uh, and attacking 
you're absolutely right. Everyone's going to shut down, me included, and I've yeah. been doing this a while. Yeah. Um, I will be defensive and frustrated right from the get-go. Um, but if I can see that there's some grace in there and like, hey, mm -hmm. maybe I'm just not understanding or, hey, maybe this is jacked up, but can we figure out a solution? Mm -hmm. we're, we're absolutely going to be on board with that and try yeah. to figure out how we can be problem solvers together. Awesome. So tone is important. Mm -hmm. We know that. Yeah. And email is a dangerous space for tone. Um, and so I would just be mindful, like send the email, but maybe say, hey, I've got some questions. Can we jump on a call? And so that there's there's humans there. Um, that's a whole lot easier than trying to write out a five paragraph essay of mm -hmm. things that you want to share. I um, do think it would be fun to uh, write a book of our favorite um, <laughs> emails that we've received over the year. The uh, trials and tribulations of uh, yeah. youth, youth soccer, youth some, sports director. We've got some really <laughs> joyful ones too. We do. So we, got, we would have we to have counteract it. Yeah, We'd counteract it. We do a one, one bad, one good. I think I, a lot of my friends at least, they're, they're always like, can I see some of those nasty ones that then <laughs> just to have a laugh, but um, we would never share names. So, well, hey, I, I think it's really important, Sarah, that we think about, we always talk about youth sports and how that relates to other settings yeah. and one in particular is that school setting and and so um, I thought um, it'd be really cool uh, and I know um, we've chatted about it to really talk to a school administrator a school yeah. director that um, maybe has some advice on how they work in those lines of communication between parents and teachers um, yeah. and um, I know that you um, You've talked to John Stubblefield, who yep. was on our staff for a long time, and um, he has moved on to an awesome opportunity in, in Florida. So um, did you say you wanted to call him? Yeah, let's give him a call. Get his perspective on the on this dynamic. Sounds great. Hello? Hey, John. It's Scott and Sarah. How's it going? Doing well. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing How's Florida these days? Florida's great. Hot. You know, it's green and warm and Ugh. occasionally rainy. Nice. Don't be mean. Yeah. <laughs> but you're in Winston-Salem at this moment, aren't you? I am in Winston-Salem at this moment, yes. That is incredible. Well, thanks for taking our call today. So we just had a couple of questions. I'm going to let Sarah take the lead on, um, on a few things we wanted to ask. Yeah, so we're talking about lines of communication. Um, and we know that you are a parent, you're, you've been a coach, you are also now a school administrator, basically all of the things. What advice might you have for us as an organization um, when it comes to building trust within better lines of communication? What you got for us today? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is just reminding people, and, and sometimes it's, it's easy to get lost, um, but reminding people we all have the same goal. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, as a parent, I want my kid to, to be successful, be the best they can be. I want them to, to love the sport or, or whatever it is they're doing. I want them to, to have positive relationships with, with friends and the peers, but also I need other adults in their lives that are helping teaching them the, the life lessons that you know we're trying to teach as parents. And mm -hmm. so I want those things as a parent, and, and whether I was a coach or a teacher, I wanted all those things for the the kids that were entrusted to my care. I wanted them to be their very best. I wanted them to, to enjoy the experience. I wanted to have a, a positive relationship with them. And so, um, you know, sometimes it, it takes just being really intentional to remind like, hey, we're all on the same team. Mm -hmm. We all have the same goal. We may have some differences of opinion of, of how to get there. And, and that's where as an educator, as a coach, you know, I'm the professional that's there to help in some cases coach the parents on, you know, 
based on, on my experience expertise, this, this is my, what might be best for your child right now. And sometimes those are difficult conversations, but I really think if you keep in mind that end goal that, that you're working together in a partnership, not an adversarial relationship, it can, can make those conversations more productive. That's good. That's basically exactly what I would say, John. It's like I sent you notes, but I didn't. <laughs> Thank you for that. What other what other questions you got for him? Do you? Well, I just remember John you talking to our staff a few years um, back about um, just specifically those the relationships yep. and how and how that that ends up um, building trust. And so um, I don't know if you remember um, kind of some of the things you spoke about there. If there's any other messages from that that presentation you thought might be val- valuable, not just for parents but coaches too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the foundation of everything is relationships, and you have to be in, intentional. Um, I, I, you know, it's trying to establish and ways to connect with parents and coaches or parents and teachers and, and doing those things before there's a problem or before there's a, a potential issue of conflict. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things at the school where I am now, every potential new student at the school sits down, their parents, and, and meets with the principal for that division, mm. just to start that process of, hey, l- let us tell you a little bit about who, who we are, and, and we want to know more about your family, who you are, mm. what are kind of your goals and hopes and dreams and, and those types of things. And you start on that, that positive relationship, and it, you build that relational capacity for, you know, conflict and change, those things are both inevitable. So yeah. how do you, you prepare for those things in the best way? I love that, that proactive nature of of relationship first and then it's a lot easier to have hard conversations if you've built that it's fantastic absolutely awesome john well thank you so much for your time today and um just before you go eagles or chiefs (sighs) or cowboys there is a right answer just so you know (laughs) i i I think i think you have to go eagles yes you're trying you're trying to win some brownie points right now (laughs) i know what's happening thank you john i appreciate it thanks guys great talking with you see ya all right bye you that's you got lucky on that one. i did get it was a 50 50 i was a little concerned for you i'm not gonna lie i thought he'd just become a jacksonville jaguars fan (laughs) that wouldn't be wise either well Eh, they had a good season they did well before we do go sarah i know you're wearing your dallas cowboys uh shirt today while i wear my eagles gear um why wouldn't i be i mean you did every day of my life you did hear the about the new nfl rule about the where the super bowl will be held I don't even want to know, Scott. Well, they just said that um, <laughs> they have been talking about how the last couple of years there's been home field advantage. You know, mm-hmm. L.A. won in L.A. So and put it in Tampa Bay. Every year, every right year in right Dallas to, to make sure that the Super Bowl, uh, the, the Cowboys never play. That's so mean. <laughs> you know what? We don't win a lot of games, but we win awards. We, uh, Dak won the Wal- Walter Payton Manning Award, oh. or Walter Payton Award last night because really? he's Man of the Year. Yeah, well, Unfortunately, we can't win games. It was but so brilliant. That, that awards for the quarterback throws the most interceptions. Oh, it, yeah, probably. That is so mean. <laughs> oh, he's wow. a nice guy. Well, eat your Queen O burgers this weekend. He's that's a nice that's guy. my ritual to win. So go Eagles. If you're a uh, Chiefs fan, um, sorry, but. Um, you know, there aren't be, many of those around here. So that's true. Okay. That's true. And the fact is, everyone's going to be listening to this after the Super Bowl has ended. So, so we'll, you might eat your words. I might eat my words. Oh. And if that's the case, I can always just relive the glory days of Nick Foles and the Philly special. At but least it wasn't back in the 90s. True. So. 27 years ago. Oh, my gosh. 
just daggers. One well, other. all right. Well, um, Sarah, it's been awesome um, opportunity to talk about lines of communication. And obviously it's important that our families know that we, we do um, really believe in this and we want to make sure that this happens. We want this culture to be there at NC Fusion and a U sport. So um, if anyone has questions about that, they should probably um, reach out to you yeah, um, if they've got any concerns about how to how to approach situations yep. and we can guide them that. guide them through. So and obviously for this NC Fusion Coffee Conversations podcast, we'd love for folks to email us um, specifically Sarah at sbridges at ncfusion.org if you have any specific questions that you'd like answered on our podcast and we hopefully will get to your topic in the near future. So Again, thanks to Footnote and Foothills Coffee for hosting us today on this podcast. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Go Fusion. Go Cowboys. Go Eagles.